Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Honor Radio. Oh, man, today we are super excited about having a dear friend on our podcast. Um, uh, man, I, I can't say enough about Mitch, but I want to read you his bio because uh, it, it's it's a great bio. Um, Mitch has been writing about high school sports in the Bay Area since LeBron James was born. We're talking 1984. He spent 16 years in the Bay Area newspaper group and two years as a freelancer before landing as the San Francisco Chronicle's prep editor in 2002. He accepted a national columnist post with cbsmaxprep.com, where we met Mitch, back in 2007, and in the next year took on both Max Preps and Chronicle Prep content provider notes or roles. Excuse me. In 2023, Mitch became the senior editor of Scorebook Live, and I got to tell you, Mitch, it's an honor to have you on our podcast, buddy. No, it's always been an honor, uh, Mark. Uh, ever since we first met, everything you do um, just reeks of uh, honor, <laughs> and I hope I don't bring the uh, honor uh, <laughs> plateau down a little bit here uh, with the, anything that I've done, but uh, yeah, thanks for having me, and a pleasure, and uh, yeah. Great you already got to get some, buddy. That's awesome. We're going to get a lot more. Buddy, um, you know, one of the things that we want to do with the podcast is get people to understand more of the man. What made Mitch, what got him into sports writing, um, all of that. Tell me, buddy, what what got you into prep sports writing way back uh, in, back in LeBron James times? What happened? <laughs> what happened there, buddy? Yeah, well, I'm gonna go before that. I mean, I kind of was thinking about this uh, as we came on and just kind of the whole path. But you know, I was just like any other uh, sports fanatic. Um, you know, I don't go super deep, but I was raised by a single mom, and she. Uh, I had a very easy life, but it was uh, uh, pretty isolated. And I was a dreamer, man. I was, uh, and I, I like, uh, you know, so many, I, and sports was where I completely went to dream. And I would uh, go out on my own and shoot baskets. Jerry West, uh, you know, I, I grew up in Southern California and mm -hmm. uh, born in Hollywood. And uh, yeah, we can start back in, when I was born. But, uh, and, and so, you know, when I was on the fields, I'd go out by myself and hit balls when I was, you know, Dodgers cleanup hitter, you know, so, you know, and that made me, you know, just a, as a dreamer, um, you know, I, I, I wasn't the greatest athlete, but I, I was better than other kids just because I dreamed so hard. I mean, when I was, you know, I'm talking a little like fourth That's grade up to junior high and high school, you know, I, uh, I just, wanted to do that so bad, but I, I always, you know, but there was a, 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 a you know, a good sense in me knowing that <laughs> I probably wasn't going to get there. There was a certain point where your dreams, you, you kind of realize, and I always loved to write as well. So the, the two things merged, uh, you know, once I got to junior college and I tried to be a, uh, basketball and baseball, I, I tried both and, and, uh, you know, didn't make it. And so I got into journalism then. And then, um, uh, yeah, and, you know, but I always knew it. I used to also, oh, my, my stepfather used to 
had me sit on his lap and read the LA Times uh, every morning and Jim Murray. And so, yeah. you know, there was kind of a con uh, combination of those two dreams kind of, uh, you know, came to pass. And then when I graduated from college, um, yeah, 1984, uh, my very first job was uh, with Contra Costa Times. Uh, they had a great program of just bringing in young, you know, uh, college students or aspiring journalists, and I was one of they, they. They had a pack of five, and Mike Lefkow, I'll never forget. He he brought me. We we went to a scrimmage, you know, this time of year, and and how to score a football game, you know, which is the hardest thing there is as as a writer is, yeah. is actually, you know to to keep every single play, you know, and and, and keep these meticulous notes. And uh, we walked the sidelines and, and um, you know, I was just so lucky. The very first beat I ever had was uh, to cover the pinnacle, really, you know, in high school sports, De La Salle football. I was kind yeah. of their little beat writer nice. in 1984. Bob Latticer had just started. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's only been there five years. And um, I knew uh, then, you know, I. it's funny uh, – you know, I, I don't pretend like I because I and I didn't because I didn't play uh, organized football, but there was something incredibly special. I, I knew whatever they had, they needed to bottle it. And speaking of military, I, I always told people they needed to bottle whatever he had and yeah, send yeah. it to the military uh, <laughs> because he, uh, you know, he, he just uh uh, the, the kids just rose to an you know yes, a level. Yes. They they weren't the you know they didn't have five star kids or anything like that. They had a couple that were good for sure. Yeah. Uh, but um, anyway, so th that got me rolling. So that's uh, you know my first you know I started there and uh, you know, just kind of uh, but my you know I was a pa uh, passionate about sports. Uh, uh, you know, Mitch, you, you could tell your passion comes out in your writing. I mean, it, it, you can't read a Mitch article and not not feel the passion. Yeah, I, I just got to go here because there, there's there's even a deeper passionate side to this man that I want the listeners to know about, and and it, and it has to do with something that you know Rick and I had already fallen in love with Mitch when we first met him on the sidelines of when we were beginning the Honor Bowl, uh, and I'm going to get into a story of, of what we have about Mitch at one of our honor bowl games, but um, it was the story of the way he honored his sister, Callie. I mean, it was a, an, a, a, a time. It was a hard time for Mitch. Uh, not many people know this, but his, his sister, Callie Ann Stevens died of cancer in 2016 and, and Mitch honored her daily on his social media. He loved her. Uh, you know, take us back to that time, buddy. It was, yeah. it was well, powerful. Well, first of all, thanks. Thanks for all that. Um, yeah. And it's uh, hard not to get emotional. I kind of get emotional thinking about, it, but um, yeah, it was actually a, a great time in, in many ways. Uh, uh, you know, you, uh, I, I kind of wanted. I did want to honor her. She was. Um, she was a, a uh, had an incredible life, a uh, hard life, and um, her final days. Uh, you know, she had a, a esophagus cancer, which is a really hard. It's a brutal. Uh, you know, all, it all of it is uh, to those who who have it. 
uh, some sort of cancer, but it was a brutal one. And, and uh, yeah, I did, uh, I, uh, she, we're from, uh, my hometown is Santa Barbara and, and, uh, you know, luckily my own wife and family let me, uh, you know, allowed me and actually Max Preps, they were ex- extremely, um, generous in letting me spend, yes. it was 17 days. Yeah. Um, that I spent with her. It was but, beautiful, Mitch. It was yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And it really was, uh, she, she uh, there, there's a, there's some humor, but she she got to this place. It's called the Serenity House um, in Santa Barbara. It overlooks, you know, this gorgeous Mediterranean city that uh, uh, sits to the south of uh, the ocean. And 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 you know, it's it's uh, she, she was you know she was going to die in a hospital, and somehow she and she was actually uh, we were surrounded at one point. Um, uh, basically her last rites and uh it's actually hilarious i'll just say it really quick that there was a uh there was a, a new gentleman a new clergyman in the hospital he uh we all surround my sister in this last rites kind of scene in the hospital and this gentleman <laughs> it was his first time and he started to kind of uh you know repeat some things uh, and it was super awkward. Like I'm looking at my brother going, you know, you know, this poor, he, he was trying super hard and literally, uh, as, as he's kind of saying the final thing, my sister just woke up, you know, she, she had woken from this, uh, coma yes. and, uh, boy, we, we, uh, patted him on the back and said, man, you're, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she survived to, to go to the serenity house and, and that's where, uh, and I spent every day with her for those 17 days. And, um, you know, you know it Mitch, was, yeah. uh, it was powerful, my friend. And I wanted to just touch briefly about that because I remember walking through that daily, reading your posts and seeing how you loved her and cared for her. It was powerful, the, the relationship that you guys had. And uh, uh, I just thought that the listeners should know um, the man that you are. And, uh, you know, I, uh, we even talked about this with coach Matt Logan about he lost his wife to cancer in 2007. Uh, my mother battled with stage four ovarian cancer. Um, it, it's, it's something that is affecting our lives. And I thought, um, it was such a powerful moment in me getting to know the man, Mitch Stevens. And, uh, I wanted people to hear that, that you truly are a compassionate loving, caring man that uh, cares for his family, great husband, great father. Um, just can't say enough about you, Mitch. All right. So we're going to get you on that. Oh, you got to get some. Got another get some. We're going to get into football. Buddy, yeah. hey, I'm just going to start with this. Sure. You and I have been around football for a long time, right? Yeah, sure. There's been a lot of changes in football since we've been around, man. And yeah. I, I got to tell you, it just seems like every year – there's something different happening as we're like, it's, we're getting hit with it. Right. Um, I just got to ask you, Mitch, we've seen a lot of changes in the governance and travels for high school sports. Um, What do you think is the biggest monumental change that has happened since we've been around? I mean, what do you think has really changed the outlook of high school sports today? Is it NIL? Is it, 
uh, what's happening with uh, kids jumping to other schools. What's your take on that, buddy? Yeah, that's a that's a that's a big uh, chunk right there for sure. But it is, uh, uh, you know, it's been changing for a while for sure. But uh, you know. I don't know if you have a button there for get off my lawn kind of thing. I don't want to sound like an old guy here for sure. But, you know, I mean, the advent of, of social media just, I think uh, it, it changes so much. And, um, but I mean, and it started, I mean, the transferring and, and it's certainly in California. I mean, the, the level from Bosco and, and modern day, you mm -hmm. know, everybody else, it's, it's pretty staggering. Uh, I mean, De La Salle, obviously we talked about De La Salle. They won 151 games, but they, they played a pretty much uh, a Northern California. They, they, they bounced outside and of that a little bit, but um, you know, the, the Bosco and, and modern day uh, model. Uh, I mean, we just talk about California. It's, uh, you know, it, it's great. It's hard to take your eyes off of it because yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there is true greatness there, they, they, but they got great players, great coaching. Absolutely. And, you know, there, there's no denying that, but you know, there's also, you know, the, the boundaries of, of kids, you know, it, it feels like to me and, and I, you know, I haven't worked in a CIF office and I just remember in Southern California at a certain, I remember talking to an administrator or some down there, it, you know, it, it just the avalanche of transfers and trying to police that yeah. it, it just became so great that somebody just kind of, you know, I think as a whole entity, as much as they, they just can't spend all, every waking hour trying to investigate every transfer and whether yeah. they're legitimate and so on. So it's all been laxed. It's, it's yeah. much yeah. more laxed. It feels like, and, um, and, and that's how that's these, well, the weird, the weird thing about it is, you know, be, coming from a former football coach, Rick is yeah. still a coach, yeah. right? Um, I think it, it, it just seems to take away the, the regional community spirit, right? Cause you have so many of these kids flying in from all over, right? That the, the community spirit seems to get lost. Rick, do you feel the same way? Oh, I mean, <clears throat> completely Mark. I mean, one time we had, um, the honor bowl was held at mission Viejo high school. And there was a player that was a senior at mission Viejo. And that was his fourth high school that he had been to. Yeah. In four years, in four, in four years. years. Yeah. But, but the family moved, you know, it's mm -hmm. a difference between having someone travel from Sacramento and now be on modern day or something. I mean, why wouldn't you if you're that well sought out? But yeah, absolutely. and I think I think I think Mitch talked on something, too. That's very social media. It's just it's it's ramped up the level of of of, uh, you know, views of takes of posts. Right. I mean, it's crazy. My Twitter is nothing but football. Right. It's just, but I love it. I love seeing these kids performing and getting better and growing. Um, it's going to be an exciting 2023 year. I'll tell you that. I mean, um, I, I don't think there's anything that could be said more than Mitch. It's definitely changing the community of high school sports. It is. It is. You know, uh, but I have been to, uh, 
you know, many Bosco and modern day games. And it sure feels, you know, it, it well, it feels like a, you know, college game for sure. Just the yeah. raw talent that you go on the field and there's college coaches everywhere. Uh, but, um, you know, there's still a community. I mean, both schools have tremendous um, uh, traditions and community behind it. It's just, it's just <laughs> ramped up. It's a, you know, it's, it's uh, at a whole other level. It is. It really is. Um, but you know that, and, and we talk about the community and, the, you know, and the, community shoot and you know if i started de la salle come on uh, they haven't lost to a north coast section team in 32 years they've you know bob latticer this was this amazing set he had won more section titles than games he had lost now that there's a stat that's just okay that is a stat but, but i remember early you know at the early going i i worked in this uh, East Bay Athletic League. That was kind of where I started. And of course, you know, I was writing out those communities and and they were incre- incredibly bitter. M- many of them, you know, they were losing all their best players to De La Salle. And De La Salle is, you know, but so, you, you know, and, and I think about, I've always thought about the last game and, and, and De La Salle just, you know, defeating these really good programs that have great years, fantastic years, and they end with a 52-0 loss. And it, and it, I, I could understand as a public school, you know, just going, well, this isn't, this doesn't feel right. And, and it's not, and, and that's how it is with Bosco and, and modern day down there, they're wiping out these really good programs. Um, so there's something quite, you know, do we, do we go to a super league uh, you know, I, I mean, well, we know there's been talk about a Catholic league and a, and a sure. public school league. You know, I don't know if that'll ever happen, but um, there's definitely talk about it. Yeah, there sure is. Yeah. I mean, that's been talked about for I know it has been. decades. I, yeah. Yeah. I know it has. I, I got to tell you. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I was go just going to say still, you know, after the pandemic, I just think there was also a turn of great. Uh, community. I talked to Joe Davidson about this. He talks about a lot, just going out to events and that community, even more of a community feel. I don't know if you found that too. Just Absolutely. Right? Because yes. I mean, people yes. were two years without kind of that, yeah. that you know, experiencing it. So they, they came out in droves and and in uh, all sports, you know, there's just a uptick in that and so that's that's wonderful right that's it yes no no doubt about it i mean i remember that covid year when we had to break the announcement remember this rick when we had to break the announcement that we were canceling the honor bowl i think we were one of the big the first showcases to say hey man we don't think this is going to get better right away right and schools were calling us saying we can't travel we can't go right and we just realized hey we had to fish and cut bait Right. But you're right. When it came back, it came back with electricity. It came back with enthusiasm. It came back to energy. And you're definitely seeing that build right now. So 
Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, what's going to happen with high school football is going to happen. And I got to tell you, in many ways, I really enjoy it. I got to tell you, Mitch, Rick, Rick and I have worked the sidelines on Chain Gang. When they were up playing in Sacramento, the state yeah. games, uh-huh. we, would, we would volunteer. We'd go, hey, man, if oh. you guys need Chain Gang, we'd volunteer. And oh. Rick and I would go out there for three days and volunteer and work the, <laughs> the Chain Gang. We oh. loved it. We loved it. But I got to tell you, buddy. There was a difference in the hitting when you saw when you saw Bosco come up or Modern Day or De La Salle and Bosco go out or Centennial. The hitting just seemed to be much greater, right? Have you ever right. seen that, Mitch? Yeah. Oh, well, I've uh, I, the last game I went to Bosco and Modern Day. What struck me was the speed and the hitting. I mean the the I, I mean, the the gaps were just closed in instances, and kaboom! Like you yeah. said, it is. Uh, uh, you, you know, but this is this is sports, right? I I, I mean, at, at the high sub. I mean, I don't want to get too big here, but I mean, the football. You know, football has uh, taken a hard hit. No pun intended. Uh, because I just simply think we're as a society, there's more um, focus, you know, and this has to do with uh, you know, internet and and uh, excuse me and and social media. I mean, kids are just you know they can train better. They know how to train nutrition, fa- true, speed, and it's true. almost knocked it the the sport on its head because the you know. 300 pound guys moving at four, eight, seven speed, it, it's going to lead to head injuries. It just, yeah. I mean, it, right. So, I mean, uh, it's it, it, for us fans, it's like, wow, this is fantastic. But, yeah. you know, is there a price to pay? And, and unfortunately, you know, there, there probably has been. I, I, I don't know where it's going to end. I mean, how fast and bigger, strong are these guys at? Uh, it, 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 it is something though to watch, like you said, and, and being on the sideline is where you really see that. Yeah. Right? There's, there's one thing about being a fan and sitting up in the stands, but when you're sideline and you yeah. see the speed, like Mitch is talking about, and you see the, 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 the collisions, it's no doubt about it. I mean, these guys are definitely up in their game in big ways, even if they're 15, 16, 17 years old. It's it's extremely impressive and it's awesome to be around. It really is. That that should get a get some, Rick. Three five! Get Get some! That's a double get some. That's a hey buddy, as a sports writer, right? What was your most favorite article to write? Do you recall one that just went, wow, this was a fun one to write? Uh, oh man yeah i go back uh to those uh i mean there's, there's so many but uh the assignments I, I got to do um with max preps called beyond the x and and we we did a couple of doozies uh uh i got to uh just super fortunate enough to go to uh indian reservation and watch basketball and the craze of uh uh Navajo Nation. Um, yeah, they they, they it, it, you're in these impoverished areas, and they have these uh, cathedrals. I mean, they're cathedrals of basketball gyms. They they 
they seat eight, nine. This is for a high school, and and they make them specially, and to see them all filled up and and uh, in, in these areas, uh, I got to spend a week uh, there. That was. Uh, just a fabulous. That uh, sounds amazing, buddy. Yeah, yeah. it was. I, I tell you though, I I left the Chronicle um, for Max Preps. It was kind of the timing of the whole thing when Max Preps went national, mm. and part of the 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 you know I had a pro and con list. Uh, it was really hard. I had reached a pinnacle with with working for the Chronicle, and I still do, but it's just as, as a side thing. But uh, one of the things was to watch. I, I got to see high school football in Texas. And mm -hmm. I have to say, now that just, <laughs> that's, that's a, a kick in the pants. <laughs> kick in the pants, just, you know, it's kind of like, honestly, your event there, you know, your honorable event, there, there's those elements of, uh, there's such great pride and mm -hmm. and attention to detail. Oh, my mm -hmm. gosh, that that's a thing. Uh, you, that's a difference I see, you know, people ask you the difference between Florida football and Texas football and California football. It That Texas experience and there is no stone left unturned uh, -uh. Uh, with everything from, you know, pregame. Uh, yeah, uh, it's just. Uh, it, it's it, pro, it, buddy. Just basically. It's pro. Yeah. It's oh, it is. Man, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, we, actually, we actually have a Texas football team that's going to be in the Honor Bowl this year. Oh, that's ex exceptional. Which one? Yeah. Excuse my ignorance. Who, who's playing? And, and, What's the name of the team again, Rick? Uh, Trinity Valley. They're oh, in sure. Fort Worth. They're a small um, okay. private school, and okay. they're going to play Saturday at noon against University City San Diego. Oh, nice. Oh, awesome. But this is a fun one because we've never had a Texas team oh, in the cool. Honor Bowl, and we've been trying, believe me. Uh, uh, they don't travel. They don't travel. No. No, they just, they stay. Uh, yeah. yeah. They generally just think, it, you know, and, and it's hard to go against it. There's a, it's great football there. It's funny. You said Trinity. I thought, oh my God, you're bringing Trinity. That's <laughs> they got like 7,000 kids at that school. I, I'm probably exaggerating, but they have five or seven in a huge school. We actually, we actually looked at bringing the Honor Bowl to Texas. We've had several people reach out to us and, and have said, hey, man, this would go great in Texas. We started the ball rolling, I want to say around 2013, 2014. But the economics of it was just so huge that we just yeah. couldn't make the money work because the travel and, and yeah. all of that stuff it takes to do it. I mean, someday we're going to do it. Someday we're going to figure it. it out. Get it out there. You know, yeah. Mark, it, it when when we were doing it, uh looking into it, we talked with Alan. We talked with Alan. Yes, oh, we did. Wow. And and the next day one of the guys from Alan called Mark and my and myself back and they said, you know, I don't know if you understand, but football's kind of big here. <laughs> and um to use the stadium is sixty thousand dollars a day. Wow. And yeah, said, just to rent the stadium. Right? Thank you so well, much, sir. <laughs> Is that where you're going to play at Allen Stadium? We were going to do Allen. We were going to do Allen. We were looking at Allen. They had just got done renovating it. And uh, we were looking at it and we were like, God, the, the honorable there. And it just economically, I mean, our event is about giving back to the military veterans, <laughs> right? Sure. We just didn't yeah. see the economics nor the fundraising cause of that much money going to a rental of a stadium and not 60,000 going to a wheelchair or to a prosthetic or a service dog. We just felt like we were, we weren't living a, our charter. 
Someday yeah. though, someday we're going to figure it out, buddy. Someday, man. I hey. got, uh, I was lucky enough. We, we also had a, a, did a whole story on the Allen experience. So we get to go to that stadium and it is, uh, I don't know if it's worth 60 grand, but it, it was, uh, <laughs> for us, it was a uh, wonderful, it was, a uh, yeah, it seats 20, 20,000 and, uh, it was jammed and packed. And, it's, uh, it's crazy. They pack yeah. it. You know, we've yeah. been invited. We've been asked because, you know, the 49ers are our presenting sponsor. Oh, we've been asked, to, to you know, to, let's bring the honor bowl to Levi. Yeah. Right. But there's a whole bunch of stuff that has to work out in order for the uh, Levi experience to work because of the NFL schedule. They don't put their schedules out till May and June. Well, yeah. we're booking teams the year before. Right. right? And right. so it just. It wasn't yeah. going to work in that type of way. And honestly, we don't want to leave that football high school experience. Yeah. Being in a community and having a packed stadium and yeah. having the cheerleaders and the bands and all that, it just adds to the love of the Honor Bowl. Bring right? Get up! <laughs> Got another get some. You know, so, hey, I got to ask you this, Mitch. Sure. What surprises are you expecting in 2013 or 23? Is there a sleeper team that you're going, man, coach, this is a team that could be the one that you're really going to hear a lot from. I know I got one Rick and I have been talking about down in San Diego. What's one that you're thinking about? Well, you're catching me in the middle. I, I've done, uh, we just did uh, at SB live sports. Mm. There we go. A little plug, but we, uh, I just did a uh, aggregation uh, where you can go to a one-stop shop and there's like 40 <laughs> and, and, and we're, we're still a couple, you know, a week away from everything starting. So there's like 47 stories. Uh, so I, it's all kind of mixed in my head. I'm just going to go with one that's, it's kind of a hot topic, but uh, Arch, uh, Bishop Reardon out of San Francisco, which uh, has not uh, been a football power by any means uh, since Kenny Peralta coached them in the early 2000s. Uh, but uh, they have a, you know, and, and I haven't investigated or, you know, looked into, but they have a, a lot of transfers coming in, uh, unusual amount, uh, a kid, uh, Lange from modern day, but he, he was from up here and then went to modern day and came back. And then they have this kid, Chris Lawson, who uh, uh, one of the Bay Area's best athletes for sure, um, transferred from Foothill, Pleasanton. And uh, so, and they have a great coach. Um, he, he's won state title there at here. And um, uh, so he has a history of being. You know, he knows how to coach for sure. Uh, they they kind of had a funny season last year. It looked like they were strong. But uh, I have a feeling they're going to pull together. We put them in the – I put them at number 50. And, I mean, literally, they, their history, uh, they haven't had a winning season since 2015. So it's very unusual to put a a, a team that hasn't had a winning season for seven years. In the Are they the school that's got that beautiful stadium right near the water? Or is that, uh, no, that's no, that's Saint Ignatius. Ignatius. Yeah, okay. which is also uh, I'm keep an eye on them too. They have a, <laughs> a new coach. They have a new coach from you know Southern California, complete Southern California ties. Saint Ignatius historically hires nothing but uh, alums, and they got uh, Lenny and I, I, I. I'd hack his last name. I apologize, uh, but he's a 
you know, former NFL guys. So St. Ignatius and Reardon, both of them uh, keep an eye on. And Sacred Heart Cathedral's right there, and they've, yeah. they won a state mm-hmm. championship just a couple years ago. So that yeah. could snuff for San Francisco football. It's not uh, – also historically hasn't been super strong. Uh, but and, – and, and, boy, you go to the public schools and, and Lincoln and Phil Ferrigno. Do you know Phil Ferrigno at all, or – have you ever? No, I, yeah, he's a he's a coach at Lincoln and in, in San Francisco, and just, I mean, he's built. He, if, if you could, you know, uh, have a football coach, uh, you know, and, a, and cast him in a movie, it would be Phil Ferrigno. He's just <laughs> great, and uh, city, Classic. yeah, and he, he's they won, kind of, this is three state championships, you know, lower level, but uh, anyway. Uh, I don't know if I answered quick, but I think we're yeah. yes. I love it, buddy. I'm one of our sleepers, uh, which isn't really a sleeper, but we're we're thinking that this school's going to be really awesome to watch this year, and that's Carlsbad. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh, Carlsbad sure. is just yeah. loaded. They, yeah. They're bringing back so many people, and they, yeah. uh, a great quarterback. Yeah. It's going to be fun, fun to watch us. I got to yeah. talk so, about this, Mitch. But let me ask you this: Is Carlsbad in your in your? in the honor bowl no no we try we try to get them in the honor bowl they're just always busy already already booked up but we're gonna get them we're gonna get them uh you know another coach that's come from the san diego area that's up in napa i think right now is coach sanchez it used to be at uh saint augustine is now at cardinal newman right oh is that right yeah so he had he ran a great program down in san diego now he's up at uh, cardinal newman so um yeah. a lot of even the coaches are transferring right that's right that's right yeah yeah i gotta, I gotta tell you mitch there's this one memory that i want to bring up from the honor ball it was 2013 in oceanside you i i mean buddy this is another thing about this guy in his heart right the honor ball gets a lot of media there's a lot of people that come to it the press box is always full Mitch, uh, we had we had tried to save a spot for Mitch, just like we do for Sonheimer, just like we do for all the others. This is their spot. I mean, Joe Davidson's got his spot, right? We don't mess with that spot. So we tried saving Mitch a spot, but evidently he got overrun by TV and media and all that. And next thing I know, I see Mitch walking on the field with his laptop and the game is almost ready to start and i'm like mitch well i mean i'm in the end zone and i'm and i'm running the sideline operations and i look up i go mitch why aren't you up in the press box he goes coach it's full so i'm gonna go sit over here in the end zone we got you a steel chair you had you sat up on a on a box literally and did all your writing from there and all i know mitch i was so embarrassed going oh i can't believe he's not in the press box right but i you always had the biggest smile on your face mitch and it's i'm trying to find that picture because we want to show it on this on this podcast yeah, I remember well. And, 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 oh, yeah, no, that, that's kind of my fondest memory of, of the whole event and you and watching you, you know, just do your magic. Uh, it's not magic. It's just a lot of hard work and, and love and passion for the whole thing. You know, that stuff's infectious and it, it, it trickles down to, to every part of it, whether it's a journalist or uh, the cheerleaders, uh, 
people selling tickets, uh, you know, it, it all just translates for sure. And if you put that, you know, it says that kind of energy goes to whatever that saying is. I mean, your your energy just trickles down. And, and um, but, uh, you know, if you're a journalist, uh, you, you find a way. And I, I am really more of a, a person of uh, least resistance, path of least resistance. I, I don't like big crowds. So I was in heaven there. And uh, <laughs> it's so funny. I have to, I have to laugh i thought of that because uh recently i was uh uh in a spot where i needed something i i i a makeshift desk i i have made one i'm ready i'm prepared i have it in my car in case uh you know it, it's just one of these little desks you can just fold out you know and, and i can have my own little office uh on the sideline and i prefer that and any good journalist uh has covered high school football would would prefer being on the sideline. It's just hard to keep up with social media and Twitter and all that when, when you're there as much. But yeah, I look forward. If I could, if I get to another honor ball, I'll, I'll, I'll do the makeshift on the sideline. Oh, buddy, we, it was, it was amazing to see and we loved it. And I think, you know, so many things have caused us to love you over the years, but there was those stories of, you know, your sister, the honorable ocean side that just bonded us. I just, it's something I will never, ever forget, but he, I, I, one more question then I'll let you go. I know you're a busy man. Um, what do you think makes the high, the, the honorable so successful? I mean, here we are entering our 13th year. Um, you know, this year we're actually renaming the MVP to the Pete Sacco award. We're renaming it. Pete Sacco was such a tremendous leader to us and friend. So we're renaming our MVP award to, to the Pete Sacco award. But what do you think is, has been the thing that so many people have, you know, just loved coming to the showcase? What do you think yeah. it is, buddy? Well, I certainly uh, I hit on it there. I mean, I, I, you know, without uh, bowing to uh, the host here, but uh, you, you, your guys is uh, uh you know, enthusiasm and passion. And obviously the, the cause is, you know, it's so much, um, it's so much bigger than sports and, mm. you know, and, and, you know, if you talk, you're kind enough to honor, honor me here. Uh, I mean, that, I mean, that, that's what all, you know, the whole sporting scene, uh, and that was my, that's my attraction certainly to high school sports has always been is, the bigger picture. I talked to J Joe Davidson again about this topic and Darren Sabadric. I, you know, you, you have to get the, I mean, high school sports, you know, I mean, it's high school, it's amateur, you know, it's not uh, the big time. Um, we're not seeing the upper echelon, but there's more humanity in, in, in high school sports. And for us, and you'll see a lot of these journalists, uh, and I just mentioned too, uh, and uh, our new hire, Tark Fatal, we, we have, I have these conversations with them. They they're good enough. I mean, they're such great journalists. They could cover professional events, professional yes. sports, and they have. Uh, and Darren, um, but there's something about the just the high school level, and it's you know, and we talked a little bit how the purity is maybe getting washed away a little bit, but. Um, excuse my thing, but the, the, you know, just the humanity of it. Uh, there's real life stories, uh, real connections. And uh, it, 
that's why people are attracted to it. They're attracted to you. you you're you're much you're about much more than football. I know you love the game and and uh, but um, it, it's about people. And it's about people. So yeah. true. Yeah. You know, Mitch. I got to tell you, a um, good friend of mine is a quarterback, former quarterback for the 49ers, Jeff Garcia. Oh, I and I that. asked him one day. I said, Jeff. I said, what was your favorite time of playing football? And it was so easy. It rolled right off his tongue. He said, oh, that's so simple, coach. High school football was the favorite time. He goes, it was the purity of it. It was, you know, not a, it wasn't business. It wasn't all of this stuff that bogs you down in college and professional sports. He said it was the funnest time, the funnest yeah. time of my my career and 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 now you know we see it every day with what we do with the honor ball no doubt about it. it's yeah. the greatest and funnest time yeah. mitch i i just um i can't thank you enough buddy thank oh, you for thank you for for your for your heart for your love for your inspiration for your enthusiasm for the sport uh i can't thank you enough buddy we really do love you you're a good friend and it's an honor to have you on our podcast rick do you have anything you want to add no, I, I, I say ditto. Um, you know, when I, when I look at, um, when I look for articles, it's, it's always SB live first. And then, and then that other group, Max, whatever. Oh, Max Preps <laughs> has been wonderful. Too. They've been, they've been amazing. I mean, we live pretty close to, to their Mark just lives right. down the road and I just live across the, the lake and, mm -hmm. and, uh, between Andy Beal and Steve Montoya and, and the rest sure. of the crew there, um, yeah, they've been great. But but SB Live with what you do, like your your latest article about you know the top twenty running backs in the state of California, you know, and um, you know it's it's quality stuff. Well, thank you. Yeah, and I I got to just piggyback there. I I uh, I, I made a, a real tough decision in, in leaving Max Preps and they, Andy and Stephen and uh, all, all those. Uh, all the people there uh, were nothing but good to me, and it was a great experience. And, uh, you know, they definitely revolutionized uh, high school sports in so many ways. And uh, we believe SB Live will, you know, take just take it to another level, um, hopefully. And um, so, but thank you uh, for that. And uh, thank you both. Yeah, it's, uh, I had uh, some reservations. I'm, I'm not great on camera and uh but you guys made it real easy like you said uh mark you kept telling me it's just gonna be fun and uh, it has been thank you mitch we love you buddy and god bless you hope you have a great season we'll be reading your articles my friend and uh uh just thank you thank you for your heart my friend oh thanks mark all right thank so this honor radio out thank you mitch stevens thank you rick sutter we'll see you on our next up uh, next episode god bless you all have a great week